0: I just want to... No.
1: did you ever try your hand on the radio? Uh, no, I didn't. No, Would I, you like to? Yeah. You might do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd be open to this, I suppose. No, my, my, my interest always was, was journalism or uh, when I was going to school to PE. But you were an
2: editor, uh, uh, editor of the Clare I was only what editor for was
1: about now. 44 years. Uh, I reti- Forty,
2: only 44? Mm.
1: I retired gracefully last did, year. Last when did man. you
2: retire?
1: I retired March last year. I was when I reached was a pinching age, so that was the... Seamus, I'm looking
2: at an extraordinary publication, a labour of great love, obviously, but also a very, very positive contribution to the heritage of Hurling and football in the county. It's called Claire GAA in the Championship, wait for it, 1887 to 2093 by Seamus O'Reilly. It's congratulations on round. Thank you. Yes, it's uh, it a 1208-page
1: 1200, uh, production. Um, basically covers every senior holding a football championship from 1887 when uh, it was Smith O'Brien's were the holding and the delegation and market were the club representatives. The club at that time represented. There wasn't a Munster championship for a couple of years and soon after, then, the winning combination in Clare, who represented the county, were allowed to pick from neighbouring clubs or we'll say for example in
2: um, across the estuary uh, oh no no, no, oh no, <laughs> so, no,
1: <laughs> no we were we were quite illegal that way. For, for example uh, i, I refer to football because football was very obvious there was two strong uh, yeah. units Kirush and, Ennis. and between i think one year one of the teams had six objections against the other team and the other had one but because of that sometimes they didn't provide players which was a pity Uh, because we were the second year of the Dalgash beat um, Limerick Commercials who had won the All-Ireland before they beat uh, uh, Loud's team Um, and there was three of that Commercials team that happened to
2: be from Clare. From our listeners' point of view, uh, you mentioned it but didn't go uh, deeper into it. The uh, championship, the national championship, uh, it was clubs that represented the county. The winning club, is that correct? That's correct. It was the winning club for the first two or three years because there was an open draw. Yeah. The
1: first year we drew against, we drew Wicklow on of, of, uh, Thursday. <laughs> Wicklow. A lot of the games were played in Dublin a place called Clanturk Park. But for some reason... What you call it? Clan- Clanturk Park. Clanturk. In Drumcondra. Right you somewhere. know yeah. that, Jim, don't
2: you? I it? do because I
0: remember Clanturk something was in... Uh, Kong Turk Avenue or something was across the road from St Pat's and from Condra when,
1: mm. when I was a student there. But a lot of the other combinations, we'll just say off the top of my head, Kilkenny and Tipperary. Yeah. That'd be a bad example, but they, they were played in, in Dublin. But the Clare game, the Dalgash versus the, the Wicklow Champions, both in Holling and football, yeah. uh, was, was uh, chosen as a Thursday game in a clone, And Wicklow just declined to travel as so it, it wouldn't suit them. But uh, very soon after, within a matter of years, it was the best of a county, but it was a club select we say a Scarif selection versus a play. I'm just
0: looking at the 1907 um, on your on book, and uh, Eclair, and as you say, it's a Scarif selection because Scarif were won their first county championship in 1907. Yeah. But I see there's a lot from Scarif on it and a fair few from Budike as well. How did, that, how did they manage that? Including the captain. Well, it was... Scariff would have selected the team. would have
1: right. selection, yeah.
0: But it's it's very strong. There's only one lad, Paddy Kenny from Ennis, um, is the only one I'd say who is not from East Clare.
1: Yeah, Paddy Kenny was a unique man. Paddy Kenny was both county secretary, county final captain, both hauling and football. Um, he was. I remember speaking to relatives up to fairly recently. When I say recently last ten years, he's an Ennis man, lives somewhere I think near the golf course or <coughs> up to the <coughs> background of that area, but it was. He was like the Con Carney that was in Callaghan, county was a, another famous man, he, he he was county secretary, county final venue, county final referee and county final winning captain, he was, I think he was a tax rate collector or something. Yes. Uh, he lived in Cal- Callaghan, Was Callaghan was his team. Uh, there's only one picture of him there in the Clare team that's contested, the 1901 Munster final. Do we have any,
2: do we have any copy of the rules? that, uh, let's say, take the Scarf, uh, 2000, or 1907, okay. Um,
1: well, the the, the team notes were originally 21, and there's a sketch there of the 21. Yeah. There was, some of the titles would be Sweepers, and there was Whips, and uh, I don't know exactly what, what the role was, but yeah. the original hurling, you had a little bow with a curve shaping to the ground, it wasn't your big goalpost. Yeah. Then you had, a, also you had outside goalposts, much like the Australian rules. Oh. so So they were, because reading the reports at the time, you you see an over, and an over actually is a wide, an over is not a pint. <laughs> and the goal was a, a goal was a red flag, so yeah. you constantly, and then in some reports, uh, the first thing you have is that match reports sometimes are very limited. For example, yeah. in 1943 Clare played Limerick, and there's no team. In any of the papers no and yes de Valera has a meeting in the square nines and after he gave his it was election year obviously after he gave his speech he went over at half time with the two rival captains which was Hennessy, Paddy hennessy's brother who was shot by the free state yeah and mcmackie but i've searched and i went to crow park and lucky enough i went to the archives and i went through the Munster records and three fellas were injured the same day for claire so mm. i added three further names on, but the maximum, there's a chap, James London, uh, uh, Henry Martin, they would be very, very good in Limerick, and there were yeah. very few teams missing, they can't yeah. find it. And what, what, but
2: n- what, what was great about 1914?
1: What was great about 1914? Um, well, the, the fallacy is that all of a sudden they decided this Quinn to attend the credit of MB Powers, yeah. who also played with Tuller, because I think there were on The fringe of the board, I wouldn't know the townlands. I think they were Carahan or there were <laughs> one year that could be with Tull and even the parish and there they could be with Quinn and that kind of stuff. Yes. nothing illegal about that. And uh, they decided to hold a tournament, but uh, I think a lot of things rolled in. This, I mean, Leash, no, Leash won the other the following year against Cork, but um, Kilkenny were beaten. There's various stories about Cork in, in the Munster final, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I came across the. Uh, the, they, played, they played Kelly in the first round and again no match report only a 16 line of versus home oh, sorry yeah. I, I put in about put 48 verses but you know anything about it but um, I think a lot there was a very good team for starters um, we'd say uh, Fowler McInerney the Powers there was a very good strong in team the Constraines actually the man of the the chap of the Constraines that played with Dublin against they got the goal against there last week is a great great sub of the famous um Brendan who was ACC and uh, yeah. he, play, he was a dual star, he played with Dublin. Mm. Brendan played, I think he played with Cockwater, I think he played with Dublin as well. But mm. he was released he was aware the Dublin chap was aware that uh, that he had that connection.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Tom McGrath? Yeah, Tom Tom was Tom and the has you had know, the middles were very strong at that stage. Uh Tom I think was very much involved in was he was he the army man? He was, yeah. Yeah, he,
2: he's, he's a cousin <laughs> of my
1: wife's. <coughs> he played till he him. was about yeah. forty. He took the pro-treaty he side. He did. Mm.
2: I'm very conscious of those labels they I'm so delighted we
1: didn't do modern history because I, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd have even a with you. Did, did, the,
2: did, the, did the First World War and subsequently subsequently the Civil War, did they impact on the whole story of the GAA? It those did. Stories? There was
1: a man here, White. Uh, was it Brookwhite they called him? Yes, uh, Brookwhite. He lived somewhere along the main street here. He got shot it seems. He played. But the thing that's kind of I get easily annoyed sometimes. Uh, there was a talk about John Fox and John Fox for his own reasons and went and fought with the British Army in the First World War, my estimation naively but Shinchkey. But the story was that Fox came back and he never played with uh uh Newmarket again, which is yeah. totally untrue. Yeah. Uh, he might have been not the persona non grata because of fighting for the the British Army. Yeah. But in actual fact he, he was still playing with Claire in 1926. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the historians brought out this fact that he was much maligned in the market. Maybe he was. And that he never played again. That's not true. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact in the 60s he led out or else he was at a game in one of the... Uh, county final, so he was he wasn't as maligned as people because i think i think there's this agenda or sorry uh, <coughs> agenda that all these people were ostracized and they were this that and the other yeah there were to some extent and i can i remember speaking to a man in Kyrusha, and i said why do so many be giant with the british army and he said money he said of course the lure of a bit of adventure with the, um, the last six months yeah. and they were given pensions and yeah
2: it balanced the the other side. Do you remember? Do you remember the uh, the nineteen? You don't remember, but you're aware of the nineteen twenties and how in Kerry, the Ga was a marvelously reuniting force. Yeah, I it was that's the, the story that's sold us.
1: Well, it is because I spoke to to Sheehy that did the book, but before that, in Clare, there were two county boards. Yes. Canon Hamilton, I keep bringing up the politics. Canon Hamilton was poor, treaty and a very able man, it seems. McNamara from Crusheen, who I think was Tig, McNamara's father, uh, came to a meeting at the time uh, Paddy Hinnessy was shot again by the Free State in the McJale. Um McNamara came in, and in the gist of it he said is like, we, should, we shouldn't be playing games while well, this is going on, while all this war is going on. And I'd say Canon Hamilton, probably from, if we call it Core Park, didn't want to have a vacuum, so he, you know, there was continue on, continue on. And McNamara left, and there was sort of two years, there was two rival boards, which didn't happen anywhere. It happened in Limerick over club politics, but not because of mm-hmm. the... And it was about the Civil War, there's no doubt about that. Thomas McNamara, I think, has written on that. Yeah. But uh, it took two yeah. years. But the great credit to Canon ha- Hamilton, or whatever, he, whatever his religious title was at the time, mm-hmm. if you had gone and played with the Independent Board, and that was the... We call it the Anti-Treaty Board, but he never stopped you coming back you know he could have yes, if, you, if you read yes. through the champion but the only problem sorry no problem with an issue with the champion as well i believe canon hamilton or someone was supplying the notes because they were very pro established board and you might get oh incidentally the independent board had a game <coughs> on and you might have a c- couple of columns but in kelly for example when you look at valley cd and that kind of stuff we mentioned there that um there was a, there was an army man I'm very bad at name was a Brosnan and there was an IRA man, probably Sheedy, in the same team. And when he they played Clare in Limerick, Kelly played Clare and Limerick, played he got an hour and a half to disappear hmm.
2: and the whole thing started all over again. Yeah. But um, yeah. Was there scalping going on during those early years, in the absence of strict rules?
1: I was just scalping. Scalping was par for the course in the <laughs> 60s and 70s. <laughs> with, two, with two great teams. There's one team, actually, as, I, as some fellow pointed out to me from the winning club, he said, we won both the battle and the feed. He said, we won the battle of the scoreboard. Otherwise, <laughs> some, some of the stuff that went on in the 60s in Club 1 and Clare was, was shameful. Really? Just a bit of really? ah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
3: and also that later uh, weakening of the county squad, too, didn't because it? It seems pretty clear that in the county dressing room before a Munster Championship game, You'd have a clique from one club in one corner of the dressing room, and a clique from the other club, and a, maybe a group another club there again who didn't get on with each other, and they were not going to combine together as a united force. And uh, did that have? I, I, well, I've heard story that like Castle de Market and a few other teams like that uh, that obviously wasn't going to help our chances in the championship. Yeah, it was, was, it, was it as much? A, is that Callan maybe Callan, as obvious as we? Yeah, hear? Johnny
1: Callanley's book would say that in the instance where. Niall McInerney, mm. who I thought got a raw deal, I snow know Niall, he was school with my brother in the NCBS. Mm. He eventually won the National League in 75 at and won the All-Ireland in 80. But, uh, I think the selector from the market was apologising for not playing him or something that kind of stuff. and. I think Nile McAnally Nile actually was born in the market even though he was a bridge man yeah, yeah. but I think he says something new Feckery he says uh, if I was in the market you would have played me, or something like that and <laughs> there was a Claire Castle man who was sub goalie whose name is shall remain nameless he said well, <laughs> he didn't the you know? <laughs> <laughs> there was a level of animosity I often wonder Johnny Cannon maintains it was, it was there and if you look at there's a photograph of um, the market dominated, let's call it Spain. The market yeah, dominated the 60s course, yeah. and the 70s. <coughs> but the, there is a photograph of 1973 when we should have beaten Limerick. Uh, the ball hit the butt of the post and we took a free shot for 65 and Grimes drove it over the bar and Limerick it actually won. They the, the scraped through against London in, in Cusick Park. But that day we were beaten by two points. There was a free-taking shot, they snipped in for a ball. But we also hit the butt of the open very late on. And Limerick, in their magnificence really mentioned the fact that they
3: went that close yeah mm. one other thing was in my head now <coughs> about those kind of issues is 1955 a great great clear side beat Cork with Lynch and, and uh, with, with Ring and all of them beat Tip with John Dillon so all, all those what, 20 ball all those great players once the final against Limerick totally shockingly got beaten by Mackey's greyhounds as we call them um, <laughs> that's my father <laughs> talked about that nearly to his dying weeks and uh, of people will tell you the same thing. That was the biggest, uh, I suppose, blow to Clare hurling teams nearly uh, ever. The fact that you've beaten the two top, top sides and a new coming side like Limerick shocked you in the final. And it seems to me that the story goes there again. Some players on that team didn't get on with the players and had said, Norway will, we'll, we'll ex- ex- that's not true though I think is it, but there was a lot of rumour going on since then and even to this day, conspiracy theories.
1: My, my, my father um, always talked about fish sure and we would jinx and that kind of stuff, but there was a very interesting story, we played two players in the semi-final and I interviewed Jimmy Carney, I, I had a fascination with Jimmy Carney because he didn't play very long in Clare, in Clare Then the New to America, but Jimmy anyway were played in the semi-final, Jay Carney, and Jimmy was in Shannon I think in sales and catering, and he was also in a psychiatri- working as a psychiatric assistant in Dublin. I'm trying to think of the club. But Tipperary had two meetings and they were objecting to Jimmy Carney. Carney played with both clubs. He played in Dublin. Portran Portran was the name of the mm. club. But uh, I came across that and at the last minute Tipperary decided after two meetings in Tell me they wouldn't object. How the how Carney got off was there was two J. Carneys in Portran. And I missed I collect programs and that kind of stuff, and we were in Armagh a couple of years ago, and over in the corner was Carney, and I said, "In conversation. Oh, I'm from Dublin, it's just a never, I said, Don not Carney ever heard was Jimmy Carney. Oh, that's my father. No, I said, it couldn't be your father. Your father, this is Jim Carney's based in Dublin. But he was the other Jay Carney. His father was the other Jay Carney. Mm-hmm. But the other side of the story, the, the uh, I was in England for two years, and I did a piece on Donal O'Grady, and I taught some of the slander that he's doing. He, he was man at the match in the semi-final. And let's call a spade a spade. He was the centre of. He was blamed for everything. Centre um, back
3: from Trouper wasn't he? Yeah. What mm-hmm. happened
1: was there were overruns midfield. They mm-hmm. had a Limerick had a sprint champion on the wing, and uh, O'Grady came f- towards and that kind of stuff. And there were, but the, the, what people have forgotten is in the semi in the other semi final, uh, Kelly was <laughs> playing centre back for for Limerick, and, Limerick, and, and yeah. the scraped through against Waterford. Mm-hmm. So there was no farm, but. Someone said he's and 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 I mentioned the the Cork examiner in the, the build-up, the Cork secretary, or the Limerick secretary, mentioned something about the dry ground, and there was a certain age, I mean, that team was, the just <coughs> coming on, Dan McInerney, Don Logue Jimmy Smith, and that now Smith was still, still playing in 66, but there was definitely that, but Wexford would say they were more afraid of Clare than they were of, of Limerick, but Limerick did go and beat them the following year again, by, and the, Rally, who were playing with Limerick to P. Bishop was now playing with Clare. But I think like everything else when things go wrong and particularly when you're having success mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's, it's unique to Clare but look for Scare because it, and, and Don O'Grady yeah. he, his treatment was scandalous. Right. I, I did a piece for Clare News in 78 and I went up to Michael Nails and behind the counter was a photograph of the 49 uh, All-Ireland home June June team Jimmy Smith was captain and I asked Michael Nick what I have the forgive and there was a fella sitting in the bar and what the f- if do you want the forgive and I said I'm doing a piece on Donald O'Grady and oh that's so and that so and Donald is still alive and and hearty and I said because I spoke to him when Donald went to, to London he was subject to the same nonsense and there was a friend of his from North Claire, Long Long was his surname and he burned the boots he told me that he got see the sick but this man anyway said what do you want the fourth and I said Two and a piece and don't or get it blah blah oh that for the diva. and he said well you're the match no I said how do you know I says, mm-hmm. but that kind <laughs> of and it goes on everybody but I think that time that was successful that we won the league we won the <coughs> Raptors and everything was focused on, on winning the 55 and it didn't happen I think we didn't win a match again until maybe seven or eight years after. Mm. And we got trimmed. But Jimmy Smith, said sort a of very interesting at one convention, he wanted to bring the players together. Some of the players did not plan it three or four days beforehand, so yeah. there was no preparation time.
2: Seamus, mm. um, I came across recently in a little blurb about you, okay? Um, in the fight, Referring to <laughs> the Joe Cooney affair. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jimmy Cooney Jimmy Cooney yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what uh, uh, what would the listener make out of that what was it actually there was a f- the following from that is what he said about Tipperary while ago Tipperary
1: yeah. we're now going to object in 55 that was in 30 38 Cooney and um, Cooney was a Tipperary man he was Dublin based I'd say he was university based yeah and a chap at the moment from Clark Castle the name is I can't think enough for a moment but we'll we we'll, 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 we'll try thinking it they went to a, a, a rugby match, which was uh, oh. a foreign game, a clear, clear, clear goal there, they went to a foreign game, and <laughs> he should have been, um, he was suspended, because he shouldn't, the, the Vigilante Committee, which the is out, oh, I know including Mick Mackey, and the reason yeah. they put Mick, Mick in the Vigilante Committee is because he'd have gone to the games anyway and they couldn't yeah. suspend him, so yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> long story short, he went, he went to the match and uh, he was suspended. He was suspended say, for three months or something like that, but the paperwork was, was incorrectly filled out to get him back or something. And his club, I found, I inquired from Tipperary, his club were very stubborn and they wanted Cooney as captain. Uh, Larry Blake, who played Royal Cup with him and Mackie He was one of the best players he played against. Larry Blake warned him in advance. They shouldn't have been warned anyway, sorry. It was illegal. You shouldn't have played in the story. There were defending champions that would have beaten Terrell at the gate. Clare had to object uh, as procedure. Central Council also upheld it. They appealed to Central Council, they lost. But the follow-on of that then was, oh sorry, they reached the Munster final and I have a photocopy of the Munster final program 38, which was Walter's first title. And uh, John Judile and the man from Castle, which I'm trying to remember his name, and another chap were picked on the team <coughs> that didn't play the Clare team were 20 minutes coming out there for the most of and it looks like they, they, they were not come out mm. John Jourdine I remember John died saying it to me that they they didn't accept they didn't agree with the but it was out of Clare's hand the man played he was warned in advance he was illegal he knew stubbornness we play him and that kind of stuff
0: listen we've coming to the end we only have about a minute and a half or so left was Clare G.A. in the championship 1887 to yeah. 2023 when
1: will this appear on our bookshelves? Uh, right, it's printed, which may sound very technical, but what has to be done to be bound, stitched, and X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to get a definite for that. I'd say roughly three weeks' time. I've Provisionally, the, the Queen's will be launched. The Queen's Tony Kelly. I was trying to ring him this morning, just to confirm, but Bellier, obviously, my home club are playing in the championship, so he's, he's cocooned away somewhere. Uh, I'm hoping about three weeks' time. Okay, Um, I I can come back in and if if, an earlier date, if that's okay with you. That's perfect. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: certainly. We've just looking through it now. I mean, it's it's a must. I think it's a brilliant achievement. It it. is for any for any care GA person, but also people outside of care would be very interested as well. Yeah, I
1: I, hope you do well. Um, I'm doing a thousand copies. I was trying to do a hardback, but. The size of it. Oh, those three books are one book, by the way. Yeah, it's uh, I see that, it's yeah. almost impossible yeah. to, to make. Oh. And what, what, will it, what will it retail at? Uh, 50, 50 euros. 50 yeah. Euros. Yeah. It's a yeah. huge volume, it's
3: going to be massive. As a reference, it's going to be absolutely outstanding for those of us who, who might need a bit of help now and again. <laughs> 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 <laughs>